Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi, Phil here, and welcome to episode 62 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is April Wenzel. April is an international speaker and the founder of Compassionate Coding, which is a social enterprise bringing emotional intelligence and social consciousness to the software industry. April is also a mentor and a keen advocate of diversity and inclusiveness within the industry. So April, can I ask you to expand on that summary and tell us a little bit more about yourself? For the past decade, I've really been working as a software engineer, both in an individual contributor capacity and as a leader of teams, engineering teams. I saw a lot of problems in the industry, and they all revolved around uh, these issues of uh, human beings, so people not being able to deal with human beings on software teams. So that's why I started Compassionate Coding, to help inspire people to care about the human beings on their team and the people we're building software for. In addition to doing the mentoring and that sort of stuff, a lot of what informs Compassionate Coding, where the compassion comes from, is I'm also a vegan. And that's kind of how I started learning about compassion and what inspired me to bring it to the software industry. How do you see maybe compassion having a bearing on on how software is developed? Compassion is really presents an optimization problem where the goal is to minimize suffering. So I come at it from that very kind of rational angle, and that's how I understand it. So when we're designing products, software products, the goal is to help alleviate suffering in someone's life, first of all. And then secondly, compassion informs how we actually go about building the software because we want to minimize suffering of everyone on the team, both the developers and anyone else working on the team. April, can you perhaps tell us maybe a unique career tip that you feel the audience needs to know and probably doesn't? So I think especially in tech, a lot of people want to give advice and kind of present judgments about various technologies you quote should be using and what you should be learning and how you should do this and that. So my advice and my tip is to really establish um, a strong filter a personal filter that you have to pass any kind of advice through. And that filter is made up of your core values. So the things that really matter to you. So I think if you take the time to slow down and establish your core values, you can construct this filter that will help you filter out you know, some of the noise that you may hear in the industry and really only let in what resonates with uh, your kind of inner wise self. Yeah, I think identifying your core values Obviously, you make a very good point there. But I think in terms of actually understanding what you want to do with your career and where you want to take it, I think establishing what your core values are early on is almost essential. Of course, they will change inevitably. You Mm -hmm. will mature and your opinions will change. But yes, core values are central to a successful career in IT. Yeah. April, can you maybe tell us a little bit about your worst IT career moment and potentially what you learned from that experience? So my worst moment probably came, it was towards the end of 2015, and I had been working at a job that I loved. I really loved it. Uh, I was leading an engineering team, and we were doing um, a healthcare app, 
and it was really helping kids with autism. And so I just felt so good about it. I love the people I worked with. But then things started changing at the company and the company wanted to do some things that I didn't really agree with ethically. So I became very vocal about it and it wasn't very well received to, for people to speak up about that sort of thing. I ended up being forced to resign, like literally forced to resign from that company. And it was just sad because I'd become so close with some of the people there. And so I also lost contact with them. So that was probably like my personal and professional low point. So I was just very, very, very low from all of that. But that was right before, a little, little bit before I started, decided to go off on my own and start my company. So it ended up turning that into a positive. But that's probably the lowest low point that I've had. Have you um, maybe tempered your approach in terms of what, what you do and what you say as a result of that experience? Well, I actually stand by everything I said there. Um, that was really a problem with the culture at that company. I would say, you know, I think this would be an unethical thing to do, which I think is, um, I think that that's fine. I think we need more people speaking up about that. So yeah, no, I, I wouldn't really change anything about that, um, except maybe leaving the company earlier. Because I think I, because I was so excited about what it had been, I think I, I was sort of clinging to it for a bit too long. So the lesson that I got from that was definitely to leave when you know it's time to leave versus hanging on because, you know, you're trying to grasp at something that, that you used to love there. Yeah, I, I did um, a recent interview. It's actually one of the most recent podcasts to go live at the time of, of this recording with David J. Anderson, who is very much um, an agile evangelist almost, I suppose. But he made the point that sometimes within your career, you, you have to make those choices between your job and what you believe is ethically correct mm-hmm. and how you should act. And, and those instances can occur. So you may end up leaving a job mm-hmm. or a role because of your beliefs in the way the uh, company is behaving or the people you work with. I think that's too where the core values come in because you have to know, you know what you really care about in order to yep. make decisions like that. So moving away from potentially your worst IT career, moment, can, you, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your career highlight or greatest success and, and how that came about? Yeah, so that has really got to be compassionate coding and how it's uh, really spread through the tech community. So I started on my own. I knew I wanted to do something on my own and all of the problems that I saw in tech were, were all related to this lack of concern for human beings, especially like issues like burnout, things like that, that we often see in tech. And so like just how rapidly I've been able to spread this message and, and how it's been resonating with people. So for me, each time, as far as the actual exact moment, each time I receive a message from someone saying, wow, I never thought about this and I'm going to modify my behavior in this way because of what I've read, it just lights me up inside. And that, like each of those moments is just so exciting for me. That's a great thing to get that feeling of, of uh, achievement as a result of everybody else's success. Yeah, so that's really what does it for me. So if you were talking to somebody maybe who is thinking about coming into the industry, what would you be able to tell them about how you feel about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? Increasingly, we're seeing it's important to have more than just the coding skills. So being able to uh, manage your time well, being able to communicate your ideas in an effective way, being able to uh, work well with others. <laughs> These things are becoming, I mean, they've always been important, but I think that uh, especially as a lot of things that we can start to automate, uh, that a lot of those roles where you know, you're sitting in a basement coding alone are just, they don't exist anymore. And so in this modern, modern landscape, you really have to be able to 
collaborate with others, to work well with others. And I think that that's only going to get more important as time goes on. I think you're right. Are there any directions that the IT industry is going which particularly excites you? Maybe new technologies or, or, or solutions that potentially are on the horizon? When I was younger, I used to be interested in technology purely for technology's sake. So, you know, I was very excited about virtual reality and um, artificial intelligence and all of that. And I still think those are exciting. But now, I guess because I've matured, it kind of what excites me is not just technology for technology's sake, but really how we can help people with that technology. So for me, what's most exciting is the fact that some companies I guess, social entrepreneurship in tech companies, because we're able to apply all of the, the techniques that we've established, like um, design thinking and lean startup and all of, and agile software development, even all of this, but apply them to problems that are like social problems. And not that technology is, you know, a cure all for all, you know, the problems of the world, but the fact that we can harness this brain power and all of these systems to help alleviate social problems, to bring technology into developing areas in order to, you know, to, to actually help the people there and alleviate suffering. I think that's really what excites me. And I think we're seeing more of that as tech kind of wakes up to the moral side of the equation. The industry is definitely changing and evolving in, in, in a number of ways. And, and you've mentioned obviously a couple there in particular. But solving the bigger problems, I think, is where the IT industry ought to be going. Whether it is, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we get to help create it too, which is why it's so exciting. Well, precisely. <laughs> yes, we're in there now. We, we can make it happen. Okay, we're going to move into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? Yes. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? The first thing, honestly, was that I loved playing computer games as a kid. And so when I was able to take computer science in high school, I jumped at the chance because I wanted to create these virtual worlds that I had been playing in um, as a kid. So that's really what attracted me. Yep. What is the best career advice you've ever received? I think the best career advice I've ever received is whenever somebody encourages me to be authentic, to be my authentic self, really, because... So much like training for leadership and all of this stuff is trying to get you to act in a certain way that's become standard or to fit into some kind of mold. And that's just never resonated with me. So anytime someone's just like, be, be your authentic self and, and bring that to the table, that's, that's honestly the best advice that I appreciate. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I spent a lot of time in my early career kind of jumping around to different startups, partly because I thought, well, you know, anything's interesting. And it is. If I were to start again, I would be a little bit more intentional in lining up my core values again with what jobs I do. So instead of just taking a job, because sure, it sounds interesting. And I, I mean, I know I can figure out anything. And so why not? But really be a little bit more intentional in, okay, I'm really passionate about XYZ, or these things are really matter to me and kind of tailoring my approach to that. And I also think just having more confidence. I, I, I had imposter syndrome, like really, really bad, which is uh, when I was early in my career, which is odd, because I was I did very well in school. And there was really no reason for that. But that's that often is the case. And so I think being a little bit more confident in myself, too. Yeah, so I think yeah, you, you touched on imposter syndrome in particular. I think when people step out of their own comfort zones, that tends to be where it strikes. And it can happen at any time. It doesn't really matter about where you are in your career, it, it can just happen. Yeah, very true. What career objectives are you currently focusing on? 
So it's important to me, uh, now that I've started my own company and been doing this for a couple of years, freedom has become really, really important to me. So freedom in terms of how I spend my time, uh, where I spend my time and whatnot, that really informs my career objectives because I want to maintain that sort of freedom. And then also, I feel so passionately about spreading compassion in tech that that's the other objective is just to continue spreading that message. So I think, you know, increasing uh, the visibility of this work and inspiring more people, finding ways, like I'm working on an online course to help spread that that word. So things like that, those are the objectives that are important to me right now. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Mm. <laughs> so this is a funny question because I, I don't really believe in the, the presence of non-technical skills because I think <laughs> every skill is technical in some way. But that said, I, I know what you're getting at here. So I think listening. How about that? I think listening to other people because that's so powerful. People just want to be heard, you know, at, at some level. And so being able to listen to people, like the people who are, um, you know, especially not engineers, people who are on other, in other parts of the company, they often feel like their concerns are not heard by engineers. So just being able to listen to them can be very, very powerful. Yes, very true. April, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the audience? To reframe uh, something that I mentioned earlier about core values, I think that the best advice that I can give is to ignore any advice that doesn't resonate with your core values. And very few people will tell you that because they want to act like they know better than you, whatever. And I'm just saying as somebody now who you know has some level of experience in tech, but also more to learn and in life in general, don't feel guilty about ignoring advice that doesn't resonate with your core values. I think you're very, very right there. I'm trying to remember one guest who actually said, ignore all advice you ever receive, but (laughs) that's pretty funny, which was a unique answer. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. And April, what's the best way we can find out more about you and potentially connect with you? The best way is my website, compassionatecoding.com. I have a mailing list there that people can subscribe to. And I'm on Twitter. My personal Twitter is April Wenzel. My compassionate coding Twitter is actually at compassion code because of uh, length restrictions on Twitter usernames. <laughs> I do have a LinkedIn. Um, so that's also another way. And just April Wenzel. <laughs> April, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Great chatting with you as well. Thank you very much. My thanks to April for being my guest on today's show. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e62. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with Phil Liu, who is CEO and President of XBO Soft. If you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever streaming service you're using to listen. Thanks again for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.